Welcome everyone to the Chat Footy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben. Hey, how you doing? So, Ben, welcome back. How have you been enjoying the tournaments? Yeah, thanks. Good to be back. Um, yeah, it's been brilliant. I've absolutely loved it. Um, probably not seen as many games as I'd have liked. Obviously, the timing's not great. I've been trying to watch a few at work when I can. But I think it's been not without controversy. I think the best thing for me about it is it's kind of wide open, it seems to me. There's no teams really looking amazing, like they're going to blow everybody else away. So I think if you ask me who's going to win it, I haven't got, an, I haven't got the foggiest, which is probably the biggest compliment I can pay it, I think. So, um, yeah, really enjoying it. How about you? Yeah, and same thing. I mean, there can't be many World Cups where Brazil, Argentina, Spain and Germany, Germany all fail to win. It's yeah. it's bizarre. And, you know, a fifth one, England win the opening game. So, yeah, yeah it's it's been a bit of a strange one. And, um, you know, the Italians were always the masters of starting off a tournament slow, weren't they? And then just getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, it's it's only the first game gone now, isn't it? But it, it's really interesting. I mean, we've had a few sort of second round matches already today. And, and so you're already starting to see things really shape up. And obviously some teams are, are even knocked out now. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think obviously teams are going to grow into it. But I, I, the one I'm really intrigued is the Germany-Sweden game. Because I know there's a lot, obviously a lot of pressure on Germany. And I, I can just, I see Sweden as one of those teams that are just quite annoying to play against. They don't give a lot away. They're not they're not the most exciting team, but they're a bunch of grafters. And if any team's going to make it difficult, I think they could well, not saying they're going to win, but I could see them nicking a point maybe. And the pressure's pressure, on, isn't it? The pressure is on, but then equally you've got that German efficiency that they'll probably thrive on having a bit of pressure because they're not used to it and they might just kind of, it might shock them out of their first game slumber. So I'm really intrigued by that game and I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, so yes, there's some good games coming up, and obviously the Colombia group yesterday was superb. I mean, well, so let, let's go through the matches from the last couple of days. Then, so Colombia, Japan. Mm. Did you see much of that? I saw the first half, uh, and I saw obviously I saw the Japan winner, and obviously the red. I mean, the red card changed the game, didn't it? But yeah, fair play to Japan because from what I'm in mean, the first half, Colombia penned them back. I thought Japan actually played a lot poorer after they scored. Yeah, they didn't, they yeah. didn't do a lot, and Colombia actually played pretty well. But I mean, for a pair of results to blow the group wide open is brilliant, and you probably wouldn't have picked those two results at the start. You'd have had probably Colombia and Poland to qualify. Yeah. So that game is going to be huge now when they play each other. So that's going to be, that's another. So all these games are kind of really shaping up nicely now. And obviously Japan, when they play Senegal, you know, winner, you win that, you're in the next round pretty much. So yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. And obviously that impacts England because that's England's potential opponents as well. Yeah, so I I was quite interested because I'd, I'd gambled a bit. I'd, I'd gambled on a few signings in the Fantasy League. So players that I didn't really know that well. And I was quite intrigued to see how this young Carlos Sanchez does. You know, it's it a bit of a 4.5 million uh, bargain basement buy. Yeah. And then three minutes into the game, gets gets himself sent off. I'm like, 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they said there was another. Is it a different Sanchez? No, no, no. It's definitely him. And I kept checking his picture on my phone, thinking, "Nah, it's, it's got to be someone else. Surely, surely, I can't be that unlucky." <laughs> well, I had that. I I had Granquist from Sweden, who obviously oh yeah yeah and kept a clean sheet. I've never heard of him. I just thought he's about three, four million. I need to fill a defensive slot. Sweden are quite miserly. I'll put him in. But I saw, he, I saw him bombing forward a few times. I thought, oh, this guy might do something. And then he's obviously put the penalty away. And I'm like, yeah, great. Happy days. 12 points. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, and, and that was literally the only thing he did. I know. <laughs> so uh, he got skinned by Son uh, at one point. But um... One guy in the office has got Cherishev. I mean, would you have put How the hell have you put him in? Nobody's I mean, that is him. some insider knowledge if he's, uh, if he's intentionally done that. Ridiculous. But, but yeah, and then, so yeah, I, I think it was it was deserved. But like you say, I thought Colombia did quite well. I thought when Rodriguez, uh, James, they call him, but he's James, isn't he? James. Um, Jim Rodriguez. Jim Rodriguez. Jim Rodriguez. <laughs> so when he came on, actually, Colombia started to play a bit worse. And uh, that was when... <laughs> That was when uh, Japan started to turn the screw a little bit. So I was really surprised he took Quadrado off as well. I didn't get that at all. But anyway. Yeah. And then we had um, Poland v Senegal. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a turn up because, you know, going into this match, I think every African team had pretty much had lost, hadn't they? So... Yeah. Africa as a continent was doing pretty terribly. It's quite interested in this one. You had, you know, some big stars in there. You had Lewandowski, uh, Sadio Mane playing. So it was interested to see how they kind of played in in their national teams. Yeah. But in the end, I mean, it seemed pretty comfortable, really. I, I didn't really see Poland scoring. I think Senegal are one of those, they just look a big, powerful side, don't they? Like yeah. real, real yeah, athletes, yeah. and I think that's that's kind of how I always associate a lot of those African teams from previous World Cups, and I think they'll cause a lot of problems. And if England played them in the next round, I think that'll be a really tricky game. Yeah, I think they'll they yeah. cause anybody problems. Um, they're a bit probably they can be a bit kamikaze, I suppose, at times. But yeah, real powerful, blistering kind of unit that can cause teams problems. But speaking that, of kamikaze, though. That Krikoviak bit is my favourite moment of the World Cup, <laughs> I'll be honest. When I saw it, I burst out laughing. I, I couldn't quite... I mean, if you asked him and said, what were you thinking of when you did that? He probably couldn't tell you. It was just bizarre. Absolutely bonkers so, what he was trying to do. So the kamikaze bit, it was a ridiculous back pass. But what is Chesney doing? Well, I don't know. Out there. It's, it's, you know, talk about uh, Usain Bolt wouldn't have been a, he must have already been quite far out off his line and yeah, just no, thought, was, oh, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It, and, and that for me was the comedy bit, just the fact that, you know, he's just nicked it past him. But he's he's about 40 yards out of his goal. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Always, he was always prone to a blunder, wasn't he, when he was at Arsenal? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine him being Juventus' number one, but there you go. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, I, I thought, and like you, it, 
In terms of that African side, I mean, you're just saying England could have, have trouble. I mean, it, it does remind me a little bit of that Cameroon side from 1990 that gave England quite a lot of problems. I mean. yeah. I, mean. I, think they, I think those teams tend to play without any fear, Yeah, um, which is always a dangerous thing and there's no pressure on them. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they get on in the next game and if they are going to win the group or come second or or, or how it pans out. But, yeah, I, I guess if you're England, who would you rather play out of that group, assuming England qualify, which they should? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. What did you make of Russia? So, considering how terrible they've been for the last few years, I thought they they took that momentum from the first game. And actually, I thought they played really, really well. And obviously, the big team news was that Mo Salah started. Now, I had heard that like two days before that, so three days ago from now, he had to get his teammates to help him put his shirt on. Yeah, so he's he's still obviously in quite a lot of pain. And so, you know, when I heard the team news, I thought, really? Is, Is that, you know, I guess from an Egyptian point of view, they know if they lose, they're out. So it's a case of rolling the dice, I guess. And then, you know, if he looks 60% fit, you know, a 60% fit Mo Salah is better than, you know, pretty much everyone else in the squad, you'd have thought. But, I mean, he he just didn't look himself, did he? No, he looked like he didn't want to get clattered. Um, So, yeah, I I felt a bit sorry for him. And I, I think, I think he felt he had to play because of the pressure of the whole nation being on his shoulders yeah. and all that. But yeah, he wasn't himself. I think it's hard, isn't it? If he if he'd been playing for Liverpool, I, I don't know. Would you've noticed it more or not? I don't. I don't know. I can't decide. But I think because I thought Egypt were just generally quite poor, quite poor. But yeah. he still looked their best player. I thought <laughs> bizarrely. But I mean, he had. A, I think there were a couple of chances that he had that I think if he was fit, he'd have scored. There's one yeah. in the second half where he really hesitated in the box, and I thought he was just going to take a touch, shift it, smash it. Yeah, in, but he kind of snatched it. I mean, the penalty was brilliant. It was a really good penalty. Oof. But I mean, he smacked that one, didn't he? He did. Um, but obviously, as Liverpool fans, I'm not too gutted that they're going out, and he's going to get a proper rest. <laughs> but I just think he needs it. I don't think. I just yeah, think yeah. You know, a dislocated shoulder. You're probably talking a couple of months, and he's come back in three or four weeks. I think it's madness. Yeah. But, you know. I guess because it's not like a a ligament or a knee, you know, something like that. I guess it's not less of a risk, but I can probably understand why he played. But I just thought, realistically, they, they weren't going to qualify. But obviously, it's a dream to play there and fair play to him. He scored a goal and everything, but it's a shame. It kind of, I think if that keeper hadn't punched that ball, who knows? But at, at the time he punched it, I said to Elijah, I said, what's he, what's he punched mm-hmm. that for? Yeah, yeah. Why, why didn't he catch it? And it obviously it was really poor, and that's a really poor goal from them. And then it kind of just fell to pieces, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. I mean, the thing that so so going back twelve months when Liverpool signed Salah, I had a preconception about what I thought he was as a footballer. I thought he was very pacey, running straight lines. You know, he'd be that pacey winger. But from what we've seen of him this season, 
he's a lot stronger, isn't he? You know, and you can't shake him off the ball. And he's got that kind of Suarez quality where he somehow finds, you know, in all that congestion, he somehow finds a way to negotiate his feet to get a shot away. Um, But a lot of it is through that upper body strength, holding people off. And, you know, that's what I, I think it was really missing last night. He just didn't really want to want to mix it at all with, with the yeah. defenders. So he's quite standoffish with everyone. And, yeah, and like I say... He's a bit like um, Raheem Sterling in that respect, whereas Raheem Sterling, he looks quite slight. But, yeah, was, you know, I remember Stephen Gerrard saying his upper body strength is just unbelievable. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's like a rock... And, if, and you watch, he does really hold off defenders really well. And I think Salah's a bit like that as well. He doesn't get bullied off the ball, which I, like you, I probably, I think most fans would have thought the same, didn't they? Oh, he's been at Chelsea. Yeah. He couldn't hack it. He's a bit, you know, he's a bit in and out. But I mean, yeah, he's in the, he's in the top three or four for me in the world. He's that, he's that good. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of Russia, I mean, you, they, they must be delighted, mustn't they? I mean, they, they but they genuinely do look, quite good now they haven't played the best teams and you know i think i said it before they picked themselves out a good group there um it will be interesting when they come and face you know into the next rounds who they face i'm not sure who they've got which group they they come up against actually that'd be interesting because they are probably going to win the group so yeah i don't know who they'll play but that'll be the test because I think Saudi Arabia were poor. I thought Egypt shot themselves in the foot. So I don't think you can think you've got to temper a bit how well Russia played with those opponents. But yeah, you know, fair play to them. I think I just think they've got that home momentum that teams always seem to get, don't they? Like South yeah. Korea. South Korea was one of my favourites when they got to the semis. That was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they will get that far, but you never know with the home crowd. Get a bit of luck. Dodgy VAR decision. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, so into today's matches, Portugal v Morocco was the early kickoff. Yeah, I didn't see it. I heard Morocco. I saw a tweet before. Somebody said, um, football journalist um, said he thought Morocco played some of the best football in the tournament in that game. They just haven't got a striker, which was interesting. Yeah. So it sounded like they did knock it about and. Look at yeah, them, but no cutting edge. I mean, they they were pretty unlucky, really. I mean, it's a, it was a Ronaldo header that they went down to. Um, they look good. I mean, they they look good again in the Saudi game as well. And uh, you know, up until that Saudi winner went in right at the end, I thought Morocco would get it. So, it, I think in both matches they can count themselves pretty unlucky, to be honest. Yeah, but um. But yeah, so and Ronaldo's on four goals now, so he's he's not looking bad for that top goal scorer position because he he's going to take the. Uh, they haven't had any penalties yet, despite the fact that there's been more penalties in this World Cup at this <laughs> stage than any others, mostly because of VAR, yeah. unless your name's Harry Kane. Um, so, oh, wow. you know, he, he he looks pretty good for it, and I've got to say, he's gone up to a different level, hasn't he? I, I just think he's, he's this last year. I, I think he's been something else, and Messi must be uh, must be looking at him because it, it's always been the thing that's 
leveled at, at Messi, isn't it? That, you know, can he be treated as a great player mm. if he's never really done it in a World Cup? It's funny, I think this last week I've, I've finally tipped over to, into the Ronaldo is the best player camp. Just because, yeah. just because of his age, because of the performance level, the teams he does it against. I just It's just phenomenal. And I, you know... Yeah. Whatever you think about him personally, as a player, and his drive and dedication still is, is just unbelievable at that age to keep yourself in that at that level of fitness. Somebody said to me in the office, they said, oh, this is like his last World Cup. And I said, wouldn't surprise me if he played in four years. It genuinely wouldn't. He'd be no. 37, but he looks after himself so well. And you can read about, I read an article the other day about his fitness regime and his diet. And I thought, I would not be surprised at 37 if he played again in the World Cup. And I definitely think he'll play in two years in the Euros. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, fair play to him. And I think Messi has got a bit of catching up to do now, I think. Just, you know, if you're going to bracket them, are they at the same level? I think Ronaldo's slightly ahead of him. Yeah, I, I think I think most people would agree with you right now. He, he he does seem to just be a little bit better, doesn't he? But you know, Messi's got some uh, catching up to do in this in this tournament. But like I say, he's he's not really done it in the tournaments, has he? I mean, he is a great player. We're talking about the two best in the world, you know, with without a doubt, really. I mean, Neymar keeps trying uh, to nudge himself in there, but for me, is those two are way out in front. So, yeah, so again, I Portugal have that. Even though Morocco played really well, Portugal do have that kind of solid look about them as well. You know, so so they weren't great, were they, in, when they won the Euros a couple of years ago, but they were just solid defensively. And and I think I think they could go far again. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't yeah, like I said, I think it's wide open. I don't think you can look at any team and go, oh, I don't think they're going to do much. Yeah. Just, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't like to say who I think is going to win it. Um, we'll know more in the next week or so. But yeah, the, it's, it's really heating up nicely, I think. Cause yeah. It's, all the teams you thought would blow their groups away just aren't doing it. So yeah, let's see what the next few days brings. Yeah. And then the the later afternoon kickoff. So that was Uruguay against Saudi Arabia. I think in our predictions, Chris had called it as 3-0. You'd called it as 4-0. And I went for a stonking 5-0. Well, we did pretty well there then. <laughs> yeah, we were way off. And I have to say, I thought Saudi Arabia played really well. Um I'm sure we discussed, I can't remember if you were on this one or, or if it was just with Chris, but I was saying despite the fact they lost lost 5-0 in that first game, they didn't look too bad aside, you know. Yep. But out of possession, they they just had no discipline. Whereas I guess going into the Uruguay game was probably a bit different. You know, they, they expected to have a lot less of the ball. And so... They looked like they'd worked on that part of the game, just a bit of that organisation. Yeah. And also, you know, you've got some real good technical, tricky little players. But also, I think what helps is Uruguay don't really seem to have much of a clue when they're the ones in possession. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. 
you know, I, th- I think they'll, because Uruguay is Chris's tip, you know, for, for a bit of an outsider. And I, th- I think they could, you know, they could well go far in the tournament. But, you know, it's, it's because when they play the better teams, so say they play a Spain, I reckon they could frustrate Spain all day. Yep. And then when you've got Suarez up there, you've always got a chance of just nicking a goal, haven't you? Yep. But the, um, I mean, the goal they won it from, it was just a um, monumental flop. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I think um, I'm surprised Liverpool haven't been been linked with him, to be honest, that, that Saudi goalkeeper. Because um, that was a classic Liverpool keeper sort of move. But yeah, he's just sort of tapped it in from there. Yeah, I mean, they'll be difficult to break down, rely on a bit of brilliance from two worldies up front. So, yeah, they're one of those teams you don't really want to play. Um, but, yeah, they're another... They are, I can see them being the Dark Horse. They're, they're a sort of quarter-finalist for me, no more than that. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't rule them out getting any further than that. Yeah. And then the game that's just played. So we've had Spain versus Iran. Yeah, I didn't see any of this either, but it sounded like Iran worked their proverbials off. Um <laughs> It, it was an interesting one because, so the commentators were... were I'll tell, I'll, sorry, I'll tell a lie. The bit I have seen is the guy taking the, the classic when he does the roll, the um, somersault before the throw. Oh, uh, the classic. You mean the, watch this, lads. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hang, about. hang about. No, no, I've, I've messed it up. <laughs> the, last, the last person I saw do that was Steve Watson from Newcastle. Do you remember him? Oh, the right back. Yeah, yeah, he, used yeah. To, he used to do that, but I've not seen anybody do that since. I'm not. I mean, how embarrassing on the world stage, million billion watching. <laughs> he thinks oh, I know what I'll do in the last in the last minute as well. I mean, it was like one of his mates had said, "Look, it's the World Cup. Can you for a bet? Can you?" Do- <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the Sutton goalkeeper chomping <laughs> oh, on his pie. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, surely it. I mean, it. It seems like. You know, a bit of a party trick, doesn't it? To to be able to do it. But if it's a party trick, it, it should work. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh no, it is a proper embarrassing moment, isn't it? You know, the the fact that he messed it up. But so surely, I've just retweeted it on the the Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> surely, it doesn't generate any extra kind of talk or anything. It it doesn't help you to throw it f- further. I can't. In my mind, I, was, I actually, as he did it, I thought, now, how does it benefit the actual throw? Yeah. And I thought, mm, I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like you say, he just completely messed it up and, and made himself yeah. look a bit daft. It's like when people take corners now and they, they put the ball just in front of the white line. I don't, I don't get that either. I don't get it. They, they, oh, it's as if, it's as if they're it's like, like being a little kid at school and they're trying to get away That's away with exactly it. exactly what I was going to say. It's like a little bit of one-upmanship. Oh, look, I'm doing this because I'm kind of cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they do it on the penalties as well. They, do, they move it to the side of the penalty spot. I, yeah, I yeah. Find the whole thing. Anyway. But yeah. I, I, and I noticed that. And actually, I can't, I think it might have been one of the Senegal corners and he was just moving it out. And I thought... Wouldn't it be funny? You know, everything's under the microscope with VAR, isn't it? And every goal is analysed. Wouldn't it be funny if they took a corner like that and said, no, it wasn't 
it wasn't touching the line, so you no goal. Yeah, well, that's it. But that but that group now is interesting, isn't it? Because you've got Spain and Portugal on four, um, and I guess they'll want to win the group. It's going to come down to goal difference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it it will do, won't it? So, what is the so they both won one nil, yeah. So they're exactly both one nil, yeah, yeah. Portugal v Iran, v Iran dig in. You'd fancy Spain to put a few past Morocco. Well, actually, you probably wouldn't fancy. I I think that that'll go to the wire. And so, in terms of the overall match, Iran against Spain. The commentators were giving Iran a bit of stick at halftime. But I thought they played a a blinder. So in the first half, they just weren't really interested in attacking at all. Mm. So they were just defending with that real deep block, you know, yeah. so ten men behind the ball and Spain just couldn't couldn't break them down at all and they're getting toes in and they were defending really, really well. Yeah. Spain's goal was a complete fluke. It's basically defenders booted it, tried to boot it away. It's bounced off Costa and right into the goal. Mm. You know, he's not actually tried to shoot or anything. It's just literally bounced off him. Yeah. Now then, you know, for, for the last probably 20 minutes or something, they actually really had a go at Spain. And, you know, they they had a goal disallowed. Which uh, it was heartbreaking to to be honest to watch it because they were the elation was off the planet. You know they they were so happy and they. But it was uh, like that when they won the first game in the last minute. So yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah. But you, as soon as they, so they they didn't show replay straight away, which I thought was a bit weird. It was just showing like pictures of of the referee, and they were saying, "Oh, VAR are looking at this and." There's a question about an offside, and it was weird that that they weren't showing. You know, normally you see a replay straight away, don't you? Yep. I don't know if they've been told not to do that, or mm. or it's just a one-off, or or what. But as soon as they showed the replay, you could see it, it, it did bounce off him when he was in an offside position. He thought, "Oh no!" Yeah. So, but yeah. I I did have a bet to be honest that uh, uh, that Uruguay and Spain would win. To, to nil, if you like. So so neither of those teams had scored a goal. So I was, I was kind of a bit happy as well for for my own selfish bet reasons. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'll just look. They play the winners of the Russian group, Russia-Uruguay. So Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, let's see how that pans out. No easy game. You wouldn't want to play Uruguay, would you, in the next round? I mean, you probably wouldn't want to play Russia, but I think you'd, yeah, I don't know. What would you want out of those two? Home advantage or a team that will dig in and make it difficult and have a couple of world-class strikers? I think I'd sooner play Russia, to oh, be honest. Yeah. And I know they've got home advantage, but yeah. fundamentally the players just aren't, aren't as good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll probably be doing our wrap-up show at the end of the tournament and I'll, I'll be in humble pie and, and celebrating the Russian winning team. But, you know, I, I just think, you have got an advantage at home, but it only counts for a bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it does. It doesn't and, count and, for that much. If, you take, if your players aren't good enough, they're not good enough. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, in terms of matches coming up, I've got, first one I've got down is Denmark versus Australia. Yeah, my team in the sweepstake. Was it Australia? Australia it was Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, win or bust tomorrow, mate. So, <laughs> you, you're going to have to go 
I guess, Australia, aren't you? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually played well against France. They were, they were, I thought they were robbed, to be perfectly honest. But, I mean, they need a result. So they've got, this is where it gets better for me because teams need results now. So they've got to yeah. come out and play a bit. And I think they might fancy it a little bit. I mean, Denmark are tough to break down, but I think this is a game they'll look at and think, yeah, we may be able to get three points, but I still think Denmark will probably nick it. Yeah, yeah. So what what are you going to... What's your prediction? My prediction is going to be... 1-0 Denmark. I think it'd be tight. Denmark don't score loads, um, but they're quite hard to break down as well. So that's why I've got two of their players in my fantasy team. Um, I I think I'm going to go the same to be honest I I think again I just think Australia haven't got enough firepower that's the problem do you not think Tim Tim Cahill's going to score though at some point the age of 39 Um, I I think he will yeah I just don't I don't see it I mean I I thought they played some nice stuff at times but they just have got I mean the the commentators kept saying about their striker, like, he, oh, he loves chasing lost causes, which to me just sort of says well, he's not that good. He just runs around a lot. <laughs> and that's kind of how he played. He was very yeah. fit. And he closed people down, but he didn't have a lot of quality. And that's the problem. They haven't, they haven't got a Viduka. Yeah. Like in days gone by, or a Harry Kuehl. So, yeah, it's hard to see them scoring, to be honest. Yeah. And I guess if, if it is a win for Denmark, that pretty much puts them through, doesn't it? So Australia yeah. are going to be going for this one because they they lost the first game, like I say, a bit unlucky. But I guess if they get a draw, you know, they're still they're still in with a shout. Yeah, you'd probably on paper fancy France to beat Denmark. So yeah, I think they'd take a draw and then to beat Peru maybe to qualify. Gives them a yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Next one is France versus Peru. I think, well, this is, again, this is going to be interesting because France were poor against Australia, really poor. I was so disappointed in them. I I think I said on the first show that on paper, I thought they had the best squad in terms of individuals, but it was kind of like they had to play, they had to play Griezmann, they had to play Dembele and they had to play Mbappe, who were three very pacey, interchangeable players, but it was kind of like, let's just put all those in and see what happens. And yeah. to be honest, not a lot did. And normally they play better with um, Giroud and Griezmann up front. So I'll be interested to see if he throws Giroud back in or if he sticks with the team he played Saturday because it just didn't, it didn't work. So I think they'll win. I, don't, I think they'll, that gave him a kick up the backside, that performance. And I think they will win. And I'm going to say 2-0 to Peru. No, I'm joking. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to go 3-0. Because I just think they've got too many really, really good players. Yeah, um, exactly. I think they, they're going to click into gear at some point. Mm. And, and because they... I know, I know they won. And again, good team, winning without playing well. But I, I, think, I think they'll play well. I can't see them playing badly two games on the trot. No, I can't. That's why I think they'll win comfortably. Now, Argentina against Croatia is going to be an interesting can't, one, isn't it? Cannot. I'm going to. Oh, I've got football training, so I'm going to miss the first half. But I'll be back for the second half, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be a. I think this is a brilliant game. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Croatia have got three points. Pressure's off them a bit. Argentina probably have to win. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think Croatia can get will get something. I really do. I just think they've got some real quality. I think Argentina are just reliant on strikers. I think the rest of their team isn't amazing. So I I think it'll be a draw, one all. Oof. Pressure really would be on if uh, if that was the case. Yeah, it's just whether they can rise to the occasion and deal with that pressure. But I think it's a brilliant game to, to watch. Yeah. Could go either way. I'm going to go 1-0 Argentina. I think it'll be... And, that Croatian side, they've got a lot of really good players, haven't they? And I, I yeah. think I, I could quite easily see, I, I could make a case for all three outcomes, to be honest. Um, I just think they've got more in midfield than Argentina because they've got, obviously, Rakitic and Modric. Yeah. The Argentina having that quality in midfield, I really don't. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a good game, though. Yeah, it'll be a brilliant. It should be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. I think they play, I'm sure... That group plays France's group. So you could have a humdinger. Yeah, Argentina-France. Oh, it'd be superb, wouldn't it? Well, Croatia, if they if they can avoid getting beat, that'd be them on four points, wouldn't it? You know, and then... Oh, yeah, you'd fancy them to win the group. And then with Iceland to play, so... Yeah, yeah they... they, they they're, they're a pain in the arse to play, aren't they? They, they are... <laughs> I love the Icelanders. They're unbelievable, aren't they? They've taken ten percent of the population over, which is insane. (laughs) You know what occurred to me the other the other day was that didn't Iceland go bust? You know, about ten years ago, doesn't seem to have done them any real harm, does it? You know, they had that that fellow who was in charge of West Ham for a bit, didn't they? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the the main culprits, Eggerson or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre how they, like you say, you, if you are of footballing age in Iceland, mm. you've got a pretty good chance of actually playing for the national team. And it's yeah. like, how, how it. can they keep competing? You know, it's it's, it's great, to be yeah, honest. It is, it is great. Absolutely brilliant. So other game in that group then is Nigeria against Iceland. So given what we've just said... Hmm. I, yeah, I, I think I could see that being a draw. Personally, I think one all. What was what was Iceland, What was Nigeria's last result? They lost two nil to Croatia. Lost to Croatia, didn't they? I wasn't particularly impressed with them when they played England either. Yeah, it was only a friendly, but I was a bit disappointed. So I'd, Iceland could could nick it, but I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, so I'm just thinking because I I don't think. I don't think this Nigeria side is as strong as you know when they had like Kanu yeah, and that. It, they they were really really good side then, weren't they? I don't think this is that side. But Iceland just step up their game when they play the better sides. Yeah. And so, what is you say one all? I'm going one all. I'm going to go two one Nigeria. Oh, controversial. Contra- it is controversial. I just think, again, Iceland just defies logic. <laughs> I don't get how they can keep doing it. Now, Nigeria, again, they're under pressure because if they lose that game, they're gone. Yeah. So I, th- I think they're going to have to uh, put everything into this game. And 
you know, the the Icelandics again, you know, against Argentina, they they did have that rubber the green. Yep. So, you know, that's that's why I'm going to go with Nigeria. I think. Fair play. You are top of the leaderboard. So, who am I to? I I don't think I am. I, I think. Uh, well, it's not me. But hold on. Well, well, I'll come. I'll tell you what. I'll come back to that. So, Brazil, Costa Rica. Um, I think Brazil three nil. I think they'll comfortably beat Costa Rica. I just think I think they will. I think they'll click. I think at times they look pretty good. Um, I thought they lost their way second half a bit, and Switzerland played pretty well. But I just think they'll have far too much for Costa Rica. Can't see anything other than a very comfortable win. Yeah. Are you going to say one all or something ridiculous? No, 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 no. <laughs> so Brazil are going to win. I'm I'm pretty sure about that. I mean, I, they didn't really look when Switzerland equalised. They didn't really look like stepping it up. I don't think. No, I, I, I don't think. To Neymar. Yeah, they they seem to run out of ideas, and and yeah. Neymar seems to be more worried about rolling around on the floor. I do think they'll play Firmino as well. Do you think? I thought, yeah, because I think I just thought, I thought Jesus was really poor, and I thought that he didn't he doesn't do the job Firmino does for Liverpool, which I know is a different it's a club team, but I just think it all you know he's how good he is at pulling defenders around. I think he'll yeah, do that yeah. and free up some space for Neymar, Willian. So I'll be surprised if he doesn't start. But yeah, and he did all right, didn't he, against Switzerland? He he was in there. He got a couple of chances in. Yep. yep. So okay, and I'll get the predictions off Chris um, either tonight or tomorrow. Cool. So let's have, let's have a look then. Where do where do we stand in terms of the predictions table? Then so let me That's exciting. Roll down to the bottom. Oof. It's still close. Is it? So there's only like four points in it. No, that's not bad. So you're on 17 points. I knew I'd be bottom. Uh, well, there's only three of us. So you know, <laughs> a couple a couple of results, you I'm know, with bronze, nine... In the bronze medal position. Nine points to play for in every single day. It's, it's going to be... There's uh, uh, lots that can happen. And then both Chris and myself are on twenty-one points, and I had a I had an absolute shocker yesterday. I I got every single the outcome of every game wrong, so I got zero points. Full stop. Yesterday, no, no, well, never mind. My heart bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of the fantasy league, so it's taking a bit of shape now. Yep. I mean, in terms of the league. Uh, again, there's not much in it. Let me have a quick look here. Yeah, I've just pulled it up. I think, I think I'm a little bit ahead. So, what am I on? Oh, it's all changed. So, I'm I'm tenth with 57 points. And then let's find. Oh, Chris! Chris has Chris has got 18 points in this game week. He's got 64 really? points. What Who's he got there? What? Oh, he's got De Gea and Piquet and Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got he's gone for that Spain clean sheet. So uh yeah, he's done all right there. So actually Chris is Chris is winning yeah, out of us three on bottom again. I'm only a point behind. You, you haven't it's it's 
It's tough though, isn't it? So you haven't had any players play. No, that's true. From what I saw of Rod, I'm just looking at your team now. From what I saw of Rodriguez, though, <laughs> I, I, maybe for the next game week, transfer him out. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, or will he come good though? Because I need a result. See, I'll have a, I'll have a ponder on could that. Do. You could do. So, in terms of the last game week, then, so so who are your stars? I think you've mentioned one already. Oh, Grunkfist. It's got to be him. Have, have you seen him? Yeah, he looks like he's been. <laughs> He looks like the manager. I've seen managers who look younger than him. Yeah, he looks. Um, I don't know how old he is, but yeah, he's a, he did me proud. Um, obviously, I had Griezmann, which is kind of an obvious one. Oh, I, I had Kier and um, Schmeichel from Denmark, which I was yeah. pleased with. I had Koulibaly from Senegal, so I was gutted that Poland scored right at the death. That denied me a few points. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I need to look at my midfield, and I'm probably going to take Hazus out because I don't think he'll play. So I need to um, heed my own advice there and do something about him. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that saved me, quite honestly, I had Harry Kane as the captain. So bagging a couple of goals, doubling the points up there, that that saved me. I had Griezmann as well. So I, I know it's quite a lot of people had him as, him as captain. Yeah. Um, so I had him up front as well. I had uh, Courtois in goal and Toby Alderweireld, so got quite a few clean sheet points there as well there. Like I say, I had Sanchez in there. I think he's going to have to come out. I don't think he'll play again. You know, he's certainly banned for the next game and it's a question of whether, you know, they they give him a go for the third game. But I tell you who I'm umming and ahhing about. Umming and ahhing about. I got rid of that bloke. Um, the Belgian fella starts with a C. What's his name? Guy who plays in China. Um, oh, Carrasco is it? Carrasco, yeah, yeah. Carrasco, yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought watching the Belgium game, and you've got Kevin De Bruyne, and you've got Eden Hazard, and they were just bossing it. And then you had that worldie from Martins as well. Yeah. And Carrasco, every time he gets the ball, I'm like, go on, just shoot or take someone on or set up an assist or something. He just looked he just looked a bit off the pace compared to those those other guys. So I thought, no, no, I'm getting rid of him. So I've already got shot of him. Oh, fair and Isco is an interesting one because I th- in both games – I think he looks like a real tidy player. He's like the Spanish Jamie Redknapp, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> much, better much better player, but he just he does look a bit like Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. But he, he doesn't seem to get in a position where he can get an assist or a goal that much. He, he does like lots of pretty things on the ball. Yeah. But in those two games, I thought, you don't really look like scoring or, or setting one up. So I'm thinking maybe for the next round, maybe getting shot of him as well. Yeah. You know, free him up so he could score a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Which will probably be the way. Yeah. I need to spend a bit of time having a little look, I think. Yeah. I think the other one I'm I'm moaning and ahhing about as well is I'd brought in Gary Cahill. Because <laughs> I thought he'd play. Um Whereas obviously I, I I I don't he's not in that preferred lineup, is he? So uh 
So he probably won't get me. He'll probably come on as a sub when we're defending for our lives in the knockout yeah, stages if we yeah, get exactly. there. Exactly. So nice one. Um other World Cup news. So England don't always have the best luck. <laughs> you can talk about Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yeah. So Southgate dislocated his shoulder, going off on a bit of a run. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make it up, could you? You know, it's proper Mike Bassett stuff. He was in the woods, and apparently Ian Wright said, what was he doing in the woods? Cue hilarious laughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was up there with Stan Collymore, maybe. Well, yeah, who knows? <laughs> leave it there. Yeah, I mean, that is some fall as well, isn't it? To dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, I mean, God knows what he was doing. I mean, he must have tripped and just landed right on top of it. I don't know, but... Yeah. How embarrassing for him. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So he said he won't be punching in the air at all, but uh, yeah. it, it is up there with the comedy injuries, isn't it? You know, do you remember the Dave Besant one when he tried to, he, he dropped a jar oh. of pickles and tried to catch it with his foot? <laughs> you know what, I've done that before. I've tried doing some of that. And it's so oh, really? Because it really hurts. It doesn't hurt. I'm not surprised you can break your foot doing that. <laughs> Bloody hurts! Did you actually try and catch it with your foot? If I if I drop, say, a, I don't know, a fork, I, I sometimes do put my foot out to try and catch it. <laughs> what am I doing? A fork or a steak knife, maybe Some, something else. Maybe something like that. But yeah, I could, it's just instinctive. Isn't it? You go, oh, I'll catch it with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So yeah. um not the greatest start, but I guess that's karma. So long as we can keep it, you know, off the players. Well, Deli Alley's injured, isn't he? I don't know. I think he's going to miss the next game. But oh, is he? Yeah, he's, he's fine. It was, it was a bit strange how long he played on for because when he started the game, I thought he looked really up for it. He's not had the best season, has he? But he looked well up for it in that first mm. few minutes. Then he was kind of hobbling around, holding his tie a bit. Yep. But then he, he played on for a lot longer after that, but didn't really have any impact on the game. No, he had a disappointing second half, particularly. I mean, I, I forgot I forgot he was even on. Yeah. He just didn't seem to touch the ball. But, yeah, I mean, maybe not be a bad thing to shake it up. And I'd like Rashford to start, but... Um, well, I... Or for me, maybe I both of them. Yeah, I'd jettison Sterling out. Uh, get Rashford in for that kind of number ten uh, position or the second striker, and then give Loftus Cheek a go in uh, in Deli Ali's position. Yeah, I, th- I thought he looked really, really good. He's, he looks yeah, a beast, isn't he? I mean, uh, I'd seen him when he was younger. In this last year, he's obviously been hitting the gym pretty hard. He, he yep. looks massive. Yep. But yeah, so, okay. Um, the other thing I had down, now I don't know quite how to pronounce this, but the Danish player, Jonas Knudsen, yep. is a K, so I, I pre- presume it's not a Knudsen. No, I think it's <laughs> Knudsen. Jonas Knudsen. So all the Danish players paid for him to uh, pay for him. He plays for Ipswich. He does play for Ipswich. I thought it was. They they paid for him a uh, a private jet to go home because his wife had given birth to their uh, to their daughter. 
So I thought I thought that was kind of a nice nice gesture. I mean, yeah, if he plays for Ipswich, you're not talking about Ronaldo who could just you know dig a, dig into his yeah. own pocket and uh, get Christian, a couple of Christian private Eriks. jets. Yeah, Christian Eriksen probably paid for it. Well, yeah, ninety percent of it. Yeah, true, true. If it's percentage of wages, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then he's he's flown back, so. Um, so I thought that was a nice story. It was already. Yeah, I read that just now. So fair play to them. Well, yeah. Then. Is there anything else news-wise that you you've come across? Not really. Um, no, I think I covered. I mean, we've covered the comedy throwing, which is obviously a highlight of today. <laughs> um, so I would just urge anybody listening who's not seen that to uh, seek it out because it is. Pretty priceless. I mean that, and the whole Chesney yeah. bombing it out from the goal. I think those for me are the two comedy moments from that that first round of games, or or I guess the, the Saudi one is. Uh, yeah, and some somebody. Uh, sorry, just... the Ram one is the uh, is the second round, isn't it? But you know, what I mean, for, yeah. first week. Somebody's just tweeted with that underneath the capture, all that footage of that guy doing that throw. Uh, this this is me when I'm going to chat up a girl at the bar and I change my mind at the last minute. <laughs> it kind of sums it up. <laughs> uh, brilliant. I mean, so, I mean, just going back to that for a second, again, do your fancy little jump or whatever, right? Okay, didn't come off, right? I still want to launch it. He was still into the last minute. And then he... I guess he got so embarrassed, he ended up just throwing it back to the fullback, didn't he? He <laughs> <laughs> was still looking for that Rory de Lap, you know, yeah. launch into the box kind of thing, you know, make them sweat a bit. Yeah, he'll probably get a move to a big club after that. Go, oh, do you remember that guy did that throw? <laughs> well, you'll remember him, won't you? So let's sign him. Because there's always a few players who get signed because they have half, they do something at a World Cup and they're, people realize they're actually rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Jensen that went to uh, Arsenal after that wonder goal? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I rest my, I rest my case. There's plenty of them, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Ben, have you got any plugs for us? I have. Um, obviously, we've just done a bit of a summer break for the Grassroots Coachcast, but uh, we are on Twitter at Grassroots Coachcast. That's the podcast that Dave and myself do. Um, for our under 10 or going into under 11s now, um, boys and girls teams. So we shall hopefully be back with an episode soon. And the uh, we're on the email there as well, at grootscoachcast.com. You can cool. Listen. And as Chris isn't here, I, I'll do all the other plugs. I think we've got a few, so hopefully I'll remember them all. So the first one is the Comics in Motion podcast. So we've just released uh, our latest one there, which was a review of the Cobra Kai series. Have you have you heard of that at all, Ben? Heard of it, never seen it. So I would highly recommend it. Okay. Um, if you watch Karate Kid, which you absolutely must have done. Of course. Um, it is basically following that on in real time. So it's the same actors playing the same characters, picking it up 34 years later. What a cool concept. And not only that, it's done more from 
you know, so the the lead bad guy, you know, in the high school, this guy yeah. Johnny. Yep. It's done more from his perspective. Okay. It is really so. The first two episodes are on YouTube for free, so you right. can watch watch those for free. If you don't like it, obviously don't don't watch any more. But I I watched the first two and I absolutely loved it. Okay, so uh, I I do recommend it. And um, so we went walk through that. We did find a a, a loose comic connection. <laughs> there was actually a DC character. Uh, karate kid who's mm-hmm. nothing to do with the karate kid but so oh, that's, that's how we crowbarred it in there <laughs> and then uh, another plug we've got the chat footy gossip so that's a daily podcast usually less than five minutes just to bring you up to date with all the days transfer speculation and gossip so nice short one there and then there's also Chris's vlog so documenting his trip to new york um i think we're up to about episode four on that one is that all of them i think it is say again they're just sport for choice yep and so if you'd like to email us you can get us on the chat footy podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at chat footy and we'd love to hear from you okay so thanks a lot ben we'll be back again in a couple of days checking up on our our latest matches look forward to it see you then sounds good arrivederci back in the Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S.S.R.